Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today as we are entering the middle of the summer. Hopefully you're getting some sun, getting that vitamin D, which is so crucial to overall health, holistic health, no doubt, uh, since most Americans are very, very deficient in vitamin D. And hopefully with the COVID issue, more people are becoming aware of vitamin D deficiency and how important it is to overall health because many studies are showing that many of the fatalities because of COVID, the people have very low vitamin D. So hopefully this is going to bring awareness. But certainly in the summer, 15 minutes of full sun, where most of you guys are located in the latitudes, but certainly in the southern parts of the United States, 15 minutes of full sun is all you need for your vitamin D to be uh, to be created by the skin. And then in, in, in the colder months, you need to supplement. I would probably do 5,000 5, to 10,000 IUs a day. But get the sun either way. Get the sun, get some exercise. Today we're going to talk about different ways you can make, quote, teas. So my plan for the essential oils and herbal apothecary is we're going to wean off the essential oils because I think we've pretty much exhausted a lot of them. And I'm going to be shifting it more to naturopathy. My website, of course, is Naturopathic Earth Radio. So it's kind of more of my passion. And we're going to veer that off to uh, talk more about herbal stuff. And uh, we're, we're going to talk less about essential oils and more about other topics in the holistic naturopathic world. And then over at Holistic Health News, I've kind of pivoted that and rebranded it and rebranded it and we're going to focus more on men's health some of you women are like what what, what about the men well look men if anything take care of their their health worse than women do so um over there we're going to kind of switch more to men's health men's issues and uh we'll talk about politics and dating and stuff like that i just feel like it's time to do that i have over almost 300 episodes over there so this kind of Venue is going to be more of the holistic health one, and that one's going to gear toward more men's health. But today we're going to talk about teas and tinctures and what's the difference. Because maybe some of you have heard terms right now. I'm drinking some matcha green. I just ordered some white tea from Amazon. I love loose leaf. I love going to tea stores. Tea stores is my favorite. If you go to a town that's got a, like a, a an actual tea store. I remember being in Seattle about two years ago. And I was in Pike's Market, that area, and they had a tea store like right right next to the sign, like right at the beginning of the entrance uh, of the entrance to uh, the Pike's Place where all the fish are at. Right to the left is a nice tea place. I just love going to tea stores. I was in Charleston in Valentine's Day, and I went to a tea place too. I just I just love just the aroma and just the variety, and and you know you got to get away from the Liptons and even the the stash and the. And uh, the Tezos, you know, a lot of those have natural flavors. If you look at the ingredients, they're not even pure, pure teeth. And you just got to find these unique places and just, it's great. All right. So let's, let's go. So herbal medicine is great, right? It, it is great uh, to, to, to evoke the power and potency of what comes from the ground. And this is where pharmacopoeia originally came from. Think of apothecaries. Everything that big pharma got that was efficacious. They got from the earth. They got from herbal medicine, botanical medicine, if you want to call it that. Then they lambast and malign it and call it quackery like they do today. 
even though all the active ingredients for, for most of their stuff comes from botanical science. Think of willow, willow, aspirin comes from willow. Right? We think of morphine coming from the poppy. But either way, so let's focus on on liquids. So let's let's start with tinctures. So tinctures are really great for strong medicinal activity and convenience and long-term storage. So tinctures are made by grinding or chopping herbs, or if you're in England, they'll say herbs, into small pieces and steeping them in water or an alcohol mixture for one to four weeks. Grain alcohol and vodka are the most common solvents, <laughs> but using some vodka, typically in concentration of 50 to 65%. And vodka and grain alcohol are excellent at extracting a wide range of plant compounds, making this the preferred preparation when medicinal activity is sought. But you can also use non-alcoholic tinctures that can be made from something like glycerin. Virtually every herb can be tinctured, and they have a long shelf life, up to 10 years depending on the storage. And they're usually dispensed or solid in 1 to 2 ounces dropper bottles. And for these reasons of medicinal strength and flexibility and shelf stability and convenience, a lot of clinical herbalists use tinctures the most. And they're typically taken by mouth, so P.O., but they can be used externally in some cases. And when the alcoholic extracts are applied to the skin, this is what we call liniments. If you ever heard of the term liniments, it's kind of an old term. So that's what that's what a, that's what a tincture is. A tincture, we typically get the herb and we we put it in alcohol, and uh, it's good stuff. All right, tisanes. Tisanes are herbal teas, essentially. We we call them the fancy name is tisanes, uh, but these are going to be the non Camilla sinensis teas. So we have an episode of Holistic Health News very early on, maybe the first 40 episodes. What's the difference between green tea, white tea, black tea? So maybe go check that one out over there. Now it's going to be called The Awakened Man. So you might have to search for The Awakened Man, but hopefully you've subscribed to Holistic Health News already so you don't have to change it. So the the Camilla sinensis plant is those three colored plants. Now red tea does not come from the Camilla sinensis uh, plant or bush. Uh, and there's different types of red. But when we talk about herbal teas, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about peppermint, chamomile, ruibo, which is kind of a type of red tea, uh, and so forth. The typical teas that we kind of drink at night or in the afternoon. And so they are water-infused, made from herbs, right? We typically heat them up. Not always. Some people do the cold steep, especially in the summer. And they can be brewed in a variety of ways, right? Loose leaf, tea bag, ball infuser. I've done them all. I have them all. And the steep time varies. Like if, I think of something like matcha. Right? Matcha, which is, if you don't know, a type of Japanese green tea, has a lot of caffeine. But um, you don't want to use too hot of water with matcha. If you compare it to, let's say, green tea from the Camilla sinensis bush, uh, that requires a hotter water to properly steep it to get the, the good phytonutrients out of it and the catechins and all the good stuff that comes from the, from the, the, the bush. This is why we drink it so much because it's got so many great benefits to it. But with matcha, when you steep it, the water's got to be a little colder. So just, I mean, just just be aware. Don't. I would not, if you have matcha, if it's, you know, Rishi brand or whatever or matcha you have, uh, as soon as your, your, your teapot starts to boil, don't pour it in. Just wait a little while. Wait a little while. If you go to coffee shops, in fact, 
a lot of them have a different hot water dispenser for the matcha than they do for the other ones. But you probably don't have that uh, as a luxury. But herbal teas or tea stains are great for a variety of things. You know, as you know, chamomiles are more for relaxing. Peppermint is more for GI stuff. And, and you know, similar to the essential oils that we've talked about here, you, you know exactly what each one's for. In terms of taste, you know, everyone's different. Like I, I, I some people like um, lemongrass. Oh my god, I feel like when I drink lemongrass tea, I feel like I'm drinking somebody just mowed the 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 yard and I'm drinking uh, the the mowing. It's, it's pretty bad. But everyone's different. Infusions. The term infusions have broader meanings in herbal medicine. It refers to any preparation where an herb is steeped in a particular medium. These include hot water infusions, like herbal teas and tisanes, oil infusion, honey infusion, and even vinegar infusion, like fire cider. You guys ever had fire cider? I went one time to Marfa over in West Texas, and I went to a farmer's market, and someone was selling fire cider. And I like apple cider. I drink it every day. Um, but the fire cider, they typically put like you know, horseradish root and onions and garlic and ginger, and it's got a little kick. It's got a little kick in it. But infusions can be taken in many forms. So just understand there's a flexibility to it. And when you look at it, an infusion is an infusion is essentially just anytime an herb is put in some sort of of larger things. So I don't want to say liquid because you can put it in honey, for example. But it's any time that you put it in something that it's typically non-alcoholic. If it's alcoholic, then it's more of a tincture. So that's essentially what an infusion is. So it, uh, an infusion, you could say, is a more broader term for an herbal tea or a tea saint or even just what we would call regular tea. A decoction. Okay, a decoction is another term. Decoctions are made by placing herbs in cold water, heating until boiling, covering and reducing to a simmer for 20 minutes to an hour. Decoctions are performed when simple infusions won't do with tough and sturdier plant parts or mushroom pieces. So it's when you got to break it up more. These are likely to be extracted with a 10-minute steep in hot water. They need heat and time. Decoctions can be done on the stove or in a slow cooker. So again, decoctions are made by placing herbs in cold water, heating until boiling, covering and reducing for a simmer for 20 minutes to an hour. So unlike, let's say, an infusion, a tisane where you just put hot water on, on you know, whatever, whatever tea you're drinking, for example, and unlike a, a tincture where you might put it in an alcohol mixture for you know, days, if not weeks, a decoction is essentially putting the herb in first and then boiling it, and then lettering it simmer. So the, it's going to get more heat, and because it's getting more heat, this is really good for things that are harder to break up, so like roots, barks, berries, seeds, mushrooms, uh, that, that it are going to take longer to, to break up because they need more heat to break it up. Okay, so I hope that helped you out. There's a quick little episode difference between the, the tinctures and the teas or tisanes and the infusions and decoctions. Now, as a whole... Unless unless some of you are like true, but you know, true herbalists, this really isn't going to apply to you. What what my exhortation to you would be is just drink as much uh, tea as you can. Like I do a lot of the color teas, green whites. I'm not a big fan of black. I don't I don't like the taste of black or oolong or you know varieties of black. Not a big fan of the taste of it. But drink a lot of tea, guys. Uh, there's we have episodes of over at HHN or the 
awakened man over there about the, the, the benefits for it. I really don't want to go through it here, but there's so many benefits to drinking that. And then depending on your sensitivity to caffeine, maybe switch to herbals after two o'clock and then drink the herbal teas, hot or cold. And I know most of you are not going to do tinctures or decoctions, but I just wanted you to, to be aware of it and just know about it because knowledge is power. Like Schoolhouse Rock used to say. All right, guys. Website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles, the food recipes, the essential oil recipes. If you want to support our enterprise to defray the cost of hosting everything, please donate through our PayPal link in the episode notes. Also, you can buy one of my books, Confessions of an Obese Shot or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. I know they're not really germane to what we talk about here, but still, it's a way you can support. Also, what you can do is... Subscribe and post an honest review for this podcast and uh, Holistic Health News, soon to be The Awakened Man, and over at Confessions of an Obese Child, and that's another way you can help us. Until next time, take care, enjoy the summer, and go get some sun, D it up. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth. Let food be thine medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time.